0: Welcome to Ballistic Radio. Join us as we explore the subtlety and nuance inside the world of personal protection. Listen as industry experts, thought leaders, and pioneers investigate why it depends is the answer of champions. Ballistic Radio, critical thought over empty rhetoric. Ballistic Radio is brought to you by Big Tech's Ordinance. Big Tech's Ordinance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at bigtechsordinance.com. And now, here's your host. John Johnston.
1: Welcome to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Text Ordinance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at com. I'm your host, John Johnston. Remember, you can always listen to past shows at ballisticradio.com and get the layout. Oh, no, I'm actually really bad at social media right now, but there is a Facebook page. And at some point, I will stop being a garbage human being, and I will interact with y'all a little bit more at facebook.com slash ballistic radio. Uh, Joining me is Caleb Giddings. Caleb, how's it going?
0: Uh, It's going great. I'm going to apologize in advance to your listeners for any background noise they may hear. As I was telling you before we started the show, we are currently entering the fifth month of a six to eight week construction project on my house. So, you know, I mean, I, I have to give these guys credit. Their work is lovely and they are on budget. So I, those were the two legs of that triangle that I picked.
1: Yeah. Quality, uh, cheap, fast. Hmm. Pick two. (sighs) did you, I was going to say, did you like my brutally honest lead in, but whatever. Anyway, I
0: I did enjoy your, your lead in. I, I will say that, you know, interacting with people on social media is overrated anyways. Um, since I get paid to do it. Uh, and interestingly, uh, I get paid to do it uh, partly for my new employer, which is, I think, why I'm on the show today. Uh,
1: probably. I mean, so this is this is a semi like well, I don't even know what to describe this as. I was going to say a self licking ice cream cone in some ways, but that's kind of that's kind of weird. So I won't I won't say that. But we could talk about your new employer. We could talk about your last new employer, which happens to be someone that employs me as well. Now, technically, we're contractors. Um, so Melody doesn't like yell at either one of us, but I mean, we could talk about all sorts of things, but just start with who you are and whatever you want to say about what you do. And then we'll go from there.
0: Sure. So, uh, obviously I'm Kim Giddings and my, I think this is actually like the third job that I've had since, uh, coming on the show, interestingly enough, because I know we did one when I was running the gun store in Florida and we did one when I was primarily just freelancing. We did several while I was freelancing. I'm
1: sure we did one when you were still doing Gun Up.
0: Oh, God, yeah, that was way back in the day. So anyway, Uh uh, luckily, this show has been on for like 10 years, so I'm not just hopping around job-to-job every two years, guys. I promise you I'm a stable person. But I am the marketing manager for Taurus USA, the uh, firearms manufacturer. Started that job a couple of weeks ago after doing some contracting with them. Go through an interview process with Cody, uh, who is my boss. He's the marketing director. He also handles the, uh, marketing for the other brands that we own, which are Rossi and heritage. Um, and yeah, honestly, I'm really excited about, I'm excited about this job. Uh, I am really excited about the the direction the brand is going, the products and all of that stuff. And I know we're going to talk about that. And then some of the other things that you alluded to, I am also now one of the, uh, one of Melody's pet instructors, uh, I mean, contractors, uh, not pet parts, the instructor contractor part just for editing citizens.
1: all of this out right yeah. now I'm not actually I'm you had better no you had
0: better leave that in and i will send it to her um uh so i'm one of the instructors for citizens defense research right now i have one class on the calendar uh the fundamental revolver skills which is coming up december 10 through the 12th at dallas pistol club see our event price page to sign up for that one uh there's only three seats left so get your Get your spot soon, guys. And then last but not least, uh, I am a Air Force firearms instructor, a.k.a. a combat arms instructor in the Air Force Reserve, which is, of all of my jobs, and please don't take this the wrong way, Taurus, of all of my jobs, it's still my favorite.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember when you were making that decision to go do that. I'm like, really, dude? Really? But, um, yeah, no, that's... I mean, so You said, like, the show's been on for 10 years, and I had a moment of, like, existential crisis. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, Yeah, this is season 10, actually.
0: Yeah. Ugh. We've been doing this for a long time.
1: That's weird. We talked about that last time, though, so no one wants to hear that conversation again. Correct. Um, now, I'm surprised that there's not, like, a subclause in your contract somewhere that you're not actually allowed to speak to me anymore, because I know I made a video about uh a certain Taurus product a while ago that uh <laughs> was not a favorable review and got quite a bit of attention and hate wait um, what video did you make I didn't
0: I did not interact with that.
1: Oh um I mean well it's my show actually yeah. so sure I'll talk about uh no I did a I did a video on the Taurus Judge a while ago um Talking about some of the things that people had said it was good at and examining whether or not those claims were uh factually accurate or repeatable. So um and fun Wait. fact, I actually had a P I want to say it was a PT forty, the uh the copy of the ninety-six. Um, uh, mm. I had it's one of those. the
0: PT 100 was, oh, is that the what it was model number for that? Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, well, I was like a teenager, but I had one of those blow up. So that was cool. Um, so I've, I've got some experience with Taurus and, uh, it, it historically hasn't been positive. Now I did not bring you on the show to trash Taurus. Uh, what I brought you on the show to do is talk about why uh I and some other knowledgeable people are sort of excited about the direction that the brand appears to be going and some of the people involved that are making those changes, you being one of them. Um So, and I understand that you're not going to be able to, well, I don't know what you'll be able to do or not able to do, but um I don't I, Do you want to give like the overview in case this is the first episode of the show that someone is listening to? They're thinking about buying guns. Maybe they're even thinking about buying a Taurus. Um, you know, pretend no one knows anything. What, what's up with Taurus?
0: Pretend no one knows anything. That's the easiest ask I've ever been given because mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> um, no, so the interesting thing is, uh, you know, you see a lot of companies uh, will bring in new leadership and the new leadership says we're going to change our reputation and all of that, but never acknowledges what got them that reputation in the first place. Right. Sure. And the big difference with what we're doing, we acknowledge that we've had quality control issues in the past. It's, it's part of how we ended up in the situation that we're in and it 's one of the things that we 're actively taking measures to address, so to give people sort of the ten thousand foot view of what 's been going on with Taurus uh, the first sort of step of that was it was two things they happened very close on uh, very close to uh, each other was moving the United States facility from Miami, Florida to Bainbridge, Georgia. And if you've never been in Bainbridge, Georgia, the only thing that's there is Taurus. Like it's a teeny, 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 tiny little small town, lovely town. I've been there several times myself, but moving the facility from Miami to Bainbridge allowed us to expand our United States production, expand our shipping and receiving and expand our quality control facilities, uh, which was a huge thing for us. And the second thing that happened right around that same time And I actually don't recall the timeline. I think Brett was hired first, and then we moved to Georgia. I don't remember which chicken or egg came first. But instrumental in a lot of the changes that you're seeing at Taurus has been the direction of the Taurus USA CEO, uh, Brett Voorhees. Brett came over from Walther, and he was uh, instrumental in a lot of the product launches at Walther that people really, really loved, like the Q5, the steel frame. Uh, and the PDP, that was a lot of Brett and Cody, who I've mentioned already, who just came over to Taurus as well, also from Walther. And so, the well, and I was going
1: to say, so you're not going to say it this way, but I'll say it this way. Um, so two of the people that made Walther relevant again.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I can 100% say that the really the primary two people who drove the product launches and the marketing around those products like you guys. So even though Cody and Brett were at Taurus by the time the PDPF launched, they had done the work for that, right? Right. That was all their vision for that PDPF launch. And that was one of the best friggin' gun launches I've ever seen. It certainly was
1: leaps and bounds above the, um, the creed, which, uh, you know,
0: speaking of which, uh, I'm going to put this out to your listeners. If any of you have somehow saved a copy of the Creed rap video.
1: I've got it. I've got got it. it. I need that. You
0: have to send that to me. I need you to send that to me because one of my friends was asking me for it. I need that immediately, if not sooner. All right. So anyway,
1: I've got it on an old laptop uh, that Ah. I'll have to find a charger for. But yeah, I have it. Um, For for those that don't know, Walther (laughs) dropped a gun that actually the gun was interesting.
0: The Creed was a fine gun.
1: Yeah. The problem is it was killed immediately by the launch, which mm-hmm. we could have a long conversation about marketing inside of, um, inside of our industry and how that affects things. And for, Oh, if you guys have not listened to Caleb and I do an episode before something that you probably need to understand about the two of us is whatever, uh, gerbil is supposed to power the hamster wheels inside of our heads is very easily distracted. So. My apologies in advance. And what's funny is the squirrel that we just started to chase actually took us right up to the first break. So uh so, so do I say Caleb Giddings from Taurus, Caleb Giddings from Citizens Defense Research? What what well,
0: let's go with Caleb Giddings from Taurus? That's I think that's gonna be consistent throughout this because that's the thing that a lot of people want to talk to me about sure, too.
1: Sure. So if right now you're uh, we're talking with Caleb Giddings from Taurus. You're listening to ballistic radio. Oh, my God, what are we doing?
0: And
1: welcome back to. Big Radio brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at bigtexordnance.com. This segment brought to you by Wilson Combat. Wilson Combat makers of the finest custom 1911s and scatterguns since 1977. A legacy of quality, innovation, and service. Learn more about their firearms and accessories, as well as the X-Series of Firearms, which offers discriminating shooters, 1911 match-grade accuracy, superior ergonomics and concealability with modern service pistol capacity as well as reliability at wilsoncombat.com so we're talking with caleb giddings from taurus and i feel like i'm in some weird bizarre land because i never thought i'd be saying those words
0: right the phrase the the words caleb giddings from taurus uh in and of themselves sound a little bit strange and just because I, you know I have not always had the greatest relationship with Taurus or their products. Um, as a matter of fact, a true statement, they're old, back when they're still in Miami, their old customer service manager used a blog mm-hmm. post that I wrote, you know, this was back in, I don't know, 2012 or something uh, as a way to train people over common objections. And I was like, huh, all right. Um but so, you know, with the tourist thing and, you know, to continue and to completely forget about the creed that we were talking about a minute yeah. ago, the uh, the reason that I came on board is I like the direction that the brand is going, right? I like what they're doing with products that they're building here in the States. And I like that they are recruiting people to come work for the company who actually can shoot and also who understand the U.S. consumer market, right? So it's not just like getting random marketers, you know, who used to work for Harley Davidson or something. uh, (laughs) Not that that's actually a specific company that I was thinking of when I said that, but, you know, and, and then taking that and actually putting that into products and, you know, for example, the 856 executive grade revolver, which we just launched Well, a couple, it's been a couple of months since we launched that now, but that revolver came into existence because, uh, Taurus got a bunch of people together who really like shooting and carrying revolvers and said, what do you want? What would you want a nice small frame revolver to look like? And the people in that room said, well, we're going to be three inches, double action only have chamfered charge holes and have fixed sights," And then they made that gun. And it's yeah, and, and and they were like, okay, well, if that's what you want. Here it is, and I was like, wait, what? You well, did and, the thing.
1: And to be clear, so I've been involved at, because as you were kind enough to point out, we've both been doing this a little while. I have been I have been involved at a couple of different companies now when products were being worked on, and generally, what happens in my experience, at least, is. You say, Hey, this is what it should do. Here's what it should be. And whoever is paying you too much money, um, looks at you, smiles and nods, and then ignores you completely. Um, so it's kind of rare to, like, like you said, you, you ask for something. Hey, it should have this. And then that actually shows up. That, that doesn't happen too frequently, at least in my experience
0: no it's it's not common um but you know, and part of this too is the reason why the eight fifty six executive grade works and why you know future executive grades will probably be successful is we're not reinventing the wheel and we're not reinventing new when we're not making a new new product right the eight fifty six line that uh that we have it's six shot small frame revolvers that's largely dimensionally similar to a j frame right we sell 50,000 guns in that line every year. That's a freaking nuts number. That's a huge number. So we know that it's a good product already and it's a popular product, but what we wanted to do then with that executive grade is give it some more high level touches, right? So we're right. taking something that works, that sells, and we're going to make it just a little bit nicer. Like the performance center used to be.
1: Well, and the, the thing is, And as as I have, you know, the trajectory of my career uh, when I was younger and didn't know nearly as much as I thought I did, I would bag on companies, you know, like Taurus uh, or Sky or even High Point because it's like, oh, God, these are are trash, whatever.
0: Wait, Um, is it pronounced Sky?
1: I I believe so.
0: So if you guys don't know who we're talking about, there's a pistol manufacturer called... Sky, apparently, and it's spelled S-C-C-Y, and I have never pronounced it. I've always just said S-C-C-Y because it doesn't look like it sh- the, the way the three letters or the four letters come together doesn't make a noise in my head. Like, I, like I look at it, and my English brain goes, no.
1: Well, you know, I, I could be wrong. It's just what I've decided to call it for the episode. So it's canon now, at least in ballistic radio land. It was but me. yeah, the the point that I was going to make is I used to bag on all of those uh, companies because, you know, if you shoot those guns any significant amount, they're going to break and they're going to break sooner than other uh other guns will. At least, you know, that was that was kind of my thought. And I was completely losing sight of the fact of who those guns were for. And they weren't for people that were going to go out and, you know, shoot. 6,000 rounds in training each year or 10,000 or depending on the year I've had, you're a hundred thousand, um, something like, you know, so I really, I really didn't understand where a affordable firearm fit into the mix. And it wasn't really until I had read an article by Greg Elifritz that I started to think about it. Um, and it sounds like what you're doing, correct me if I'm wrong, is taking a firearm that is just fine for the people that, you know, wants a gun for personal protection or perhaps plinking, you know, every once in a while uh, and we'll, and we'll fill that role just fine and giving it upgrades so that it will appeal to the people that actually go and train a significant amount.
0: Well, with the executive grade, yeah, we're taking, and it, I, I I have to push back on that a little bit because Please. there's well one of the perception problem. So the Taurus revolver lines have largely always been fine, right? Like they've been, they, they've pretty much always been pretty good. Um, you know, I had one terrible example many, many years ago, but I've also had, I've actually owned, not counting this executive grade, uh, probably four Taurus revolvers. And they were all just as good in terms of fit and finish and accuracy and trigger pull as any like off the rack Ruger from the era that I got it. Right. Yeah. So I, I will push back on anybody who who characterizes our revolver lines as problematic from the past. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're taking an affordable revolver that works well and is sturdy and reliable, and we're giving it you know the sort of touches that you would normally associate with a semi-custom shop, which are then going to make it desirable. To your point, to those people who you know want to be able to do speed reload, you know, faster reloads or you know, take a revolver class or carry this gun and shoot this gun a lot. So, mm-hmm. yes, we're taking a uh, uh, a lower response a point product and we're adding nicer touches to it. But I am I, I do push back on the notion that there's that there was ever anything inherently wrong with revolvers.
1: Well, and I think that whenever you talk about any sort of company, it's probably a good idea to. Delineate between an example of the product that is, you know, manufactured as designed and inside of the parameters, um, and, you know, assessing, assessing what it is able to do. Um, and then QC issues being a completely separate thing. So, and you've already addressed QC issues and, and most of my experience, I, I don't think I owned four i trying to remember if I've owned one. Uh Most of my experience was based off of, you know, when I worked retail, what I would see. But again, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I don't I don't want to get hung up on that point. Um I don't have the relevant experience to argue that point with you. And I... I oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I believe what you say. So the... Yes.
0: I, I do want to talk about QC a little bit more because we are doing so with QC. And, well, I hold talked...
1: on. I, I want you to talk about QC a little bit more, and we can talk about it in a general sense, and then we can talk about it uh, in a specific tutara sense. But if I let you start talking about it right now, what's going to happen is, like, uh, fifty seconds from now, I'm going to interrupt you for the break. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you should you should like tease this or make it interesting, and uh... then we'll get to
0: it. QC
1: America there. That was the best you could. Jeez, Caleb, you're, you're getting old. You could have done better. And anyway, uh, I'm sorry guys. Um, right now we're talking with Caleb Kings from TARS. And when we get back from the break, you'll be listening to ballistic radio and we'll talk more about QC. I didn't have enough coffee today. I'm so sorry guys. Be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at The This segment also brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance. Big Tech's Ordnance is the best place for you to find all of your everyday carry needs at the absolute best prices. Maybe you need all the Candela from Modlite at the lowest price? No problem. Spend too much time alone in your room, and now you need an optic on your carry gun? Well, Big Tech's Ordnance has those. And they're not going to judge you. Not for what you do on your alone time. Glock accessories? Yes. Fast, cheap shipping. 100% hassle-free returns. All that and more. And best of all, Big Tech's ordinance has Ike. He's a good man and thorough. I like Ike. Everybody likes Ike. And you'll like Ike, too. Visit BigTechsOrdinance.com today and find out what happens when every customer is a friend, not just an order. So we teased expertly. The super, super interesting conversation we're about to have regarding quality control.
0: And that's another
1: another sentence I never thought I'd say. That was a
0: really bad tease for quality control. But my problem is, is I don't know how to tease it because it's quality control is one of those subjects that lots of people on the internet like to talk about and they don't actually know anything about, right?
1: Yeah. They talk
0: about like, you know, oh, Taurus's quality control is bad or you know, HK's quality control is good, and they don't understand that quality control is not a fixed tar- It's not a fixed target. It's nope. a moving target, and it's based around the design parameters and the engineering of the thing that you are doing quality control for, you know, and there's acceptable levels of quality control. So, for example, I would expect that – uh I almost said space shuttle parts, but two space shuttles have blown up because of poor quality control. So never mind. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, you know, so. For example, right, the quality control that you see when they're making uh, like computer chips for cruise missile guidance systems and they've got these guys in these like hermetically sealed rooms and white suits and stuff like that that's a really high-end example of quality control in the firearms industry quality control ranges from extremely elaborate almost japanese tea ceremony levels of quality control like you get from someone like a hornady you know all the way down to once the finished gun is assembled once the gun is assembled it doesn't even get function checked they just throw it in the box and send it out and that's not what we do with our guns
1: well and the thing that people don't really understand and this is kind of this is kind of an interesting thing but as far as what quality control costs in terms of man hours and also the final price point of the product it's got a significant impact. And, you know, for instance, uh, Daniel Defense, one of my, uh, previous sponsors, they make great rifles. They do. And I, when I was working for them and previous to when I was working for them and after working for them have not really encountered too many issues with their guns. I also know, for instance, they do things like visually inspect every single barrel that they build a gun with like there's there's people there that do that every single one and they build a lot of guns but what does that what does that mean to the price point well it adds something to the price point and
0: I can even actually give you a, a perfect example of that. So if you look at our uh, at Taurus's subcompact semi-automatic knives, right? The sure. so Taurus G3C is uh, the most popular handgun in America, best-selling gun in America, routinely over and over again. Um, and that gun usually, you know, it usually shoots for around like $279, you know, 280 bucks, right? Yeah. The GX4 is uh, also a subcompact nine millimeter double stack handgun, which usually street price around $300. Why is it $20 more? GX4 is uh, made in the States and we test fire every gun. And that's not, that's not a hundred percent of why it costs more, but that is part of the cost. Right. GX4 series are built in the States and every single gun gets test fired for a magazine. Is a magazine a lot? No. Is it more than we don't test fire at all? Yes. Yep.
1: Um, One of the things that I was going to say is when you're talking about quality control, does quality control equal a better product overall? No, it doesn't at all if the products are in spec. So if you take a gun that's not been quality controlled, tested at all, and it was manufactured correctly, it is just as good as the same gun that had a person look at every single piece. Uh So like the final product is the final product. What the quality control is getting you is a smaller, but not zero uh percentage of potential failure. Like you, you know, and what's that worth to people? I don't know.
0: Well, and the I, other thing about quality control is quality control cannot take into account users performing actions outside of the engineering purpose of the gun.
1: Yep. You mean you're not supposed to make a bologna sandwich about out of your firearm,
0: Caleb? Yeah, shoot you know, things like things like that. Yes. And, you know, like. Uh, 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 using a uh, subcompact guns for example right the G3C which I actually own one I have been carrying one I have shot 1122 rounds through my personal gun it's it's a perfectly fine gun I would not drag that gun through the Carolina red clay and then shake it out and try to go shoot it because that's not what it's built to do
1: I mean, but if you made a YouTube video of that, it'd probably get some views.
0: Right. But I'm, I I know, I I know, and I, I know, but like, I think that's one of the things too, is that people have the, you know, YouTube has ruined people's performance expectations of guns because specifically because of people doing these unrealistic torture tests that don't simulate a real world use case for this product in any way shape or form you
1: you know what you know what we're talking about right we're talking about you know 16 year olds that have never had sex but have watched a lot of porn and that's what they think it
0: is yeah that's fair that's that's You know, and you have a lot of people who, and I'm not saying this, I'm not saying this like bash those videos or anything like that. No, no. I mean, you can
1: learn things from those videos and I've, I've made those videos. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, It's just like, I know what I'm doing there though. And I know what it's telling me and I know what it's not telling me.
0: Well, and even to a certain point, you know, even though I'm doing one with my own personal G3C, a lot of, you know, some of the high round count tests, those are neat. And you can get some information from them. But does that accurately simulate a real world use case for this product? You know, and for some guns it may, right? Like duty pistols, I, you know, I want the next, you know, the, I, I, I want the SIG M18 that I'm going to carry on my next deployment. I want to know that that gun is capable of going high round counts with minimal maintenance because I'm going to be in an environment where I don't have access to regular maintenance or something like that. Right. 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 But does that necessarily matter for a subcompact nine millimeter carry pistol that will maybe, maybe see 500 rounds in its entire life? Well, and
1: the other thing about that, too, is, you know, and you sort of brought it up. Yeah. So I've done several at this point, uh, 10, 20,000 round things. One, two, three, four four or five of them at this point, geez, I don't even know. Uh, and those are just the ones I can talk about. Right. And the thing about that is I know everything I need to know about a gun within the first a thousand or 2000 rounds. Like they get very predictable. And I know, you know, I know that I can make a problem happen. If I neglect uh, preventative maintenance, I know I can make a problem happen. If I let a gun get too dry and I can do that with every single gun. It's just a matter of when on the firing schedule does that happen. And it's all super predictable and 100% preventable if I wanted to. Um, But that's not what gets the clicks or the YouTube videos. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I could break any gun. I have, I don't know, there's like 30 guns in my locker. And I could... If I wanted to make a video making the gun fail, I can. I yeah. know exactly yeah, I know how to manipulate the test, the gun, the ammo, whatever it is, you know. So you run into this issue where you have these uh pop culture endurance tests and people then people who don't shoot a lot see those. And go like, oh well, this gun has problems, or this gun isn't reliable. And that, and that's I'm just talking about my brand. That's you know all sorts of different guns. You know, people will say, oh well, I won't buy it because I saw some guy on Instagram blow one up or something like that.
1: Sure, sure. Well, and here's the other thing too. And if we're talking specifically about Taurus products, right? Um, you know, we're talking about an amount of ammo that is. Two to three to four to five times the cost of the gun, you know, and if you're putting that many rounds through something at a certain point, like, you know, and that's kind of the nice thing about more affordable firearms, you can just buy a new one or have multiple example. You know what I mean?
0: No, I absolutely do. And what's funny is this was something I was talking about the other day is that I feel like we as a company should lean into the fact that, okay, you know how the, you know, two is one and one is none and and all like, and you'll have very serious people, competition shooters and tactical trainers and stuff say that you should have a duplicate of your carry gun that you train with and you shoot your carry gun, you know, enough, but like, Basically like a mag every range session from your carry gun with carry ammo or something like that. Then you've got a duplicate that you train with, and, you know, that's the one that you shoot a lot because you're not worried about that one breaking, right? Yeah. With Taurus, you can do that and have it be really reasonably affordable. Like, would you like a duplicate of your carry gun? Okay, give me another you can buy two uh, GX fours for you know six hundred bucks. So yeah, so, have so one what, that you carry and have one that you shoot the piss out of.
1: So so what you're saying is, I fully expect to uh, get a royalty check when you start selling them in like twofers, like you you've got like two of the the GXs like in the same box with like a range holster on one side and a carry holster on the other, like is. Bro.
0: Don't you, have you been like? Did you hack into my computer? No,
1: nope. no, this is my idea. I said it. I said it publicly first. So now, if you do it, you guys <laughs> stole it from me. Uh,
0: good thing I've got date stamps on this dot yep. on these documents on my hard drive. Yep, um, yep. No, but like seriously, I would actually. I would one hundred percent sell a train and compete or train and carry. I think that's already copyrighted, but something along those lines, like tourist train and carry package, where you can get two guns and you get and you know i'll throw in an ammo or whatever but there's no reason not to do it right like yeah if i'm only spending three hundred dollars on a gun i should definitely buy a backup gun yeah
1: no i um i agree well hey we came up to that break and there was not an awkward pause unless i had one right now i guess i could oh no awkward segue into we're talking it's almost like it was intentional or maybe it's just a cover for the other the other two that made it seem like they were intentional too either way we're talking with Caleb Giddings from TARDIS you're listening to ballistic radio look
0: I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen but it does happen (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Ballistic Radio, brought to you by Big Tech's Ordnance, where every customer is a friend, not just an order. Visit them online at com. So we're talking with Caleb Giddings from Taurus. And no, you're not in the Twilight Zone. I'm talking about Taurus guns, and Caleb Giddings works for them, and I actually fully expect Taurus to do cool stuff, which I didn't think I'd ever say that either. But, um, <laughs> so... Do you think that a lot of the, you know, the community, us, the the nerds, the shooting nerds, um, are kind of like the politicians sitting up, saying, "Well, a gallon of milk probably costs what twenty or thirty dollars." You know, they just they don't have any sort of actual perspective on what the vast majority. Of shooters or gun buyers in America actually want or are interested in? Like, is it this really just weird, skewed standard that, like, the nerds, and I include myself in that, um, yes, are, yeah. are
0: pushing? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I am the nerds, uh, just as much as you are. And, it's one of the you know I was just having this conversation the other day with uh Daryl Bolke about how the guns that regular earth people need and mm-hmm. want are not the guns that the gun nerds need and want, no, and what the regular earth people need those guns to do is the same thing that we need our guns to do them, but these are not the people who are taking training classes, they're not shooting IDPA matches. They're not. They're not listening to this show, you know. Because now, sometimes
1: they do, Caleb.
0: Every sometimes now and, they and then. Do. Every now and then they do. But for the most part, you know, these are the people who watch the news. Crime is up. I should get a gun for home protection.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, and the thing about that too is that, you know, for instance, um, doing we're. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to talk about the event or where it's at necessarily, but you know, okay. So we do, we do an invite only thing at, uh, Larry Korea's house every year. And, um, the, the, the training company does and, you know, bunch of amazing shooters, amazing people, but thinking about, you know, the, the resource expenditure that our patrons you know, a lot for this one training event. Um And I was, I was considering this the other day as, as I was talking with people and, you know, getting invites out and all that. I'm looking at this and going, yeah, this is, this is not realistic for the people that you're talking about. Um, you know, and a lot of the training classes, you know, I, I, make a fair amount of money each year as an instructor. And it's fair to say that every class I teach, if it's a two day class with tuition, um, travel, if someone's traveling, lodging, ammo, food, um, that's, that's $2,000 easily for, oh, yeah. to attend one class. And when you've got a bunch of people that are willing to spend $2,000 Plus, on a weekend of training um, and then, you know, listening to them about here's the gun you need, that's not what the person who owns, you know, a family restaurant or convenience store or whatever, that's not what they need. Um, And one of my favorite videos ever is um, there was a home invasion in Georgia and it was a family that owned a restaurant, and they had a lot of the restaurant supplies in the house. And there's video of this. And I want to say it was two or three dudes uh, kicking the door, come in, you know, with guns, um, stuff like that. And a woman who I guarantee has never been to a training class ever, um, and I'm relatively certain hasn't ever fired the gun before, uh, you know, drives into three attackers with a, with a high point. You know, one handed. Um, Hell yeah, and get it. Yeah. When well, she killed one of them dead right there. Um, you know, and, and shot one of the other ones and, you know, saved her life and the life of the people that were in that house. And the thing about that is, had she followed the advice of a lot of the people that I'm friends with, she'd probably be dead right now because she wouldn't have had a gun in the first place. You know? And, and I think, I think a lot of people lose sight of that.
0: Well, and that's kind of the thing, you know, I've, I've had people ask me why, you know, why Taurus, why now? And yes, we're making cool products. We're making cool revolvers. I know about products that we have coming up that I'm really genuinely excited about, but I also believe, and and, I, and this is, this is no bull crap. I know this may sound like I'm trying to shine people on, but I believe in getting affordable, reliable guns from the hands of people who need them. Yeah, like a hundred percent. And if you know people want I'll... to spend three hundred dollars on a nine mil pistol and it's going to live in a sock drawer or the bottom of a purse, that gun should work, and it should work for at least a magazine. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what we—that's that—is the actual use case for these guns. Well, you not know? only
1: that, I'll I'll go one further. The people that are in that demographic to where those are the kinds of firearms that they're looking at are probably a lot more likely to actually need the gun um, just due to some other uh, confluences there. Right. Um, more likely to be predated upon, you know, and, and that's, that's not a conversation that a lot of people want to have, but you know, if, if you look at the numbers and you look at the, you know, socioeconomic status is an indicator of, of, uh, you know, victimization it's there. And, and yeah, uh, people are shit talking, you know, companies that are trying legitimately to help those people protect themselves. And I used to be one of those people that was shit talking and I, I feel bad. Um, it's added to my list of stupid things I used to say, but, you know, a lot of the companies that make affordable firearms are doing a really important service, in my
0: opinion. I mean, I used to be one of those people, too, you know. And, yeah. and it's funny because when you think about, you know, there are cheap guns that are junk. Like there are absolutely like cheap guns that are junk guns that won't even, you know, feed an entire magazine. All of the, you know, the Valley of Fire, Bryco, Jenning, you know, Raven, whatever guns, right?
1: Well, I mean, but- even even the higher brand manufacturers can release a new gun and then you see people posting about the new hotness and, you know, oh, look, it's a vertical feed ramp and these guns aren't working, huh? You know, yeah. so it's not like, um the the Valley of Fire companies are the only ones that will release a product that has an issue. Um no.
0: and here, here's a you know an uncomfortable statement is uh you are mathematically speaking, if you look at industry wide error rates, you are as likely to get a junkie gun from a major manufacturer that you think is reliable as you already get one from us the difference and the thing that we are dealing with as a company is we have to fight the past perception of guns being junk and we make a fuckload more guns than some of these other companies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you want me to make a dolphin sound over the, 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 the curse word there? I don't know if you have like a, a morals clause in your current contract or not. Sure. But, don't. Uh, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Now we'll leave it in. And and that's the thing too, is, you know, if you understand, and a lot of people are going to be like, how much money did Taurus pay John? Uh, none. Like, you know, none, none at all. Um, I, I what was, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say Caleb. I said John, (laughs) me talking about me. Um, you know, so, so why am I doing this? Why, why are we talking about Taurus right now? Uh, The reason I'm talking about Taurus right now is to, yes, okay, we're talking specifically about Taurus. But primarily what I would like all of the nerds that are listening to this to consider is what message are we sending if the only way people can be safe is if they're willing to shell out two or three grand for the pistol that they're going to, you know, nestle next to their thigh and, and genitalia. Like, and if they don't do that, then clearly they're not taking their own safety serious. You know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I do. It's one of those things. Um, and again, you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people about this and a, a lot of times uh, Daryl and I talk about stuff like this is that, And I, I have been that guy. I have been the guy who says that if you're not willing to get a clock 19 and take a training class and all of these other things that you're not really prepared to defend yourself. Uh, and I was wrong, you know, and can you be better prepared than having, uh, you know, yeah, of course you can always be better at stuff. You can be more prepared, but To your point about like costs, right? And I'm going to use this as an example for the people that take for the vast majority of people that take high level training classes, right? That take a class that take more than okay. So you've got hang on. I got to How about how
1: about just leave it this way? The people that take a class
0: from us. Yeah, the people that take a class from us, or more accurately, I want to say the people that take more than one high-level training class after whatever their basic permit class is, if they even have one of those, for those people, training is their hobby. The same way that working on old Jeeps is someone else's hobby or you know, playing golf is someone else's hobby – Training is their hobby, which is why they're willing to spend thousands of dollars and their weekends to, you know, take classes or, you know, shoot competitions or things like that. And it is ridiculous to expect the average person who just wants a gun for home protection to indulge in our hobby at that level.
1: Well, frankly, for most people it would be irresponsible. Um Yeah,
0: you gotta buy like diapers and make car payments and stuff.
1: Yeah. And and that's the thing. Um and a lot of people are gonna be like, wait, are they saying not to come to their classes? No, we're not saying that. Please sign up. Um what we're saying is understand that there are there's nuance inside of all of this, and understand that the perspective that you have is gonna be based off of your circumstances, your resources, the things that you enjoy. Um, the things that recharge you emotionally, and the things that provide you peace of mind, right? And
0: maybe or so, put it a different way: if you choose to prioritize spending your money on things other than high-level training, you still have an inherent right to self-defense, and you deserve a reliable gun that fits within your budget.
1: I feel like that's an amazing place to just end the show before we mess it up with any more silliness. If people want to, uh, find out more about what you're doing or, you know, follow the progression of, uh, of Taurus, the company. And now I want to really say Taurus, the lunchbox. Um, space balls. Anyway, uh, where can they do that at?
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, new products and stuff like that. We're always going to launch on TaurusUSA.com. That's the corporate website. And then I am actually working with our products. I'm shooting them. I'm living with them. I'm running them. And you can follow me online at Facebook.com slash Caleb Shooting or on Instagram at radical. It's like if you took the words radical and Caleb and made one word out of them, that is my username. And again, I will be in Dallas for my... Contextual Revolver, Fundamental Revolver Shooting. Uh, That will be the weekend of December 10th. Tickets are still available. Sign up online at eventbrite.com. Search for Citizens Defense Research.
1: Yeah, or you could just go to tinyurl.com slash buy CDR tickets.
0: Oh, we have a CD, uh, a tiny URL now? Neat.
1: We've had one for years because I, oddly, am like the Citizens Defense Research office mom which
0: is weird. Uh, the, yeah, the fact that we have a tiny URL is, is good information. So yeah, do that, guys. Again, there's a few seats left. I would love to sell that class out. Um, for the people that have asked me, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this here real quick, this is the first run of the Revolver class. The plan for 2023, assuming we're not at war with China, is or somebody else, uh, is to then run it three more times and do like a West Coast, Midwest, and East Coast to try to hit those markets for people. So... Sweet. That, that's all I got. Uh, thank you, everybody.
1: Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on, Caleb. Anytime. All right, make sure you check out our website, ballisticradio.com, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ballistic radio. And hey, if you think we deserve it, please keep leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. It helps us out and helps new people find the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always be safe and see you next week. Don't drown me.